it's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening. We have a busy show coming up over the next 30 minutes. This is a big week for Tennessee. The Vols are getting ready for Georgia on Saturday, and there could be some recruiting implications with what happens on Saturday, win or lose, but certainly with how the game is played, I think there could be an impact. So in just a moment, I'm going to talk to Steve Wiltfong from 247 Sports and see what he thinks about this matchup, as well as a few very highly touted players who are considering both Tennessee and Georgia as we are just a few days away from the game. So Steve Wiltfong will stop by coming up in just a moment. He's a national director of recruiting for 247. And then also you'll hear from Jeremy Pruitt talking about, do you need signature wins? What does he think about that as this would be that, I think, if Tennessee could upset Georgia on the road. I'll have a recruiting rankings update for you and also have a freshman focus. There was a player that we've talked about a lot who had an impact on Tennessee's game against Missouri this past Saturday. We'll get to all of that on Football Futures here tonight, each and every week. It's presented by Twin Peaks, located on Kingston Pike near North Shore Drive. We have an abundance of sports to watch and keep up with right now as Major League Baseball playoffs are underway. The NBA Finals are going on tonight. Football, of course, is in full swing with college football. The Big Ten's just a few weeks away. The NFL, you know what's going on. You can watch them at Twin Peaks. They have food for you, great menu for lunch or for dinner, and TVs all over the place so you can keep up with whatever sport you're looking for. That's at Twin Peaks, located on North Shore Drive between Paper Mill and Kingston Pike. I want to welcome to the show now Steve Wiltfong. Does a great job covering college football recruiting. He's the director of recruiting for 247sports.com. Steve, really appreciate the time. And you wrote about Tennessee and Georgia. They're going to be playing on the field this upcoming Saturday. But there have been recruiting battles off the field. What stood out when you started to put that together is there are a few undecided guys, big-time prospects that have both Tennessee and Georgia on their list. Yeah, I think this is a game that could be uh, pivotal in the recruitment of a few blue chippers, uh, particularly for Tennessee, who has an opportunity to go into Athens and and win a big-time football game. Uh, When's the last time Tennessee has won a game of this magnitude? Here's a chance for Jeremy Pruitt and and his staff to – to really make a statement against a team that they recruit against a lot because the state of Georgia is important to Tennessee and, and three guys that pop right away uh, are, are five-star offensive tackle, Marius Mims, five-star linebacker, Smile Munden Jr. And, and, and the number two cornerback in the top two, four, seven, Nyland Green, Mims and Green in particular, I think are Georgia and Tennessee battles and Mims uh, who is uh, you know, the number one overall prospect in Georgia and number six player nationally in the 24-7 sports composite player rankings, he's committing next Wednesday and says that his recruitment could still go either way. So here's an opportunity for, for these programs to uh, make one more statement to, to Amarius Mims uh, as he goes into to his decision. Nyland Green is someone that I think could come off the board in, in the next month as well, uh, looking at, the, at those two schools and uh, for Nyland Green, uh, he's looking for a place where uh, I think player development is the most important thing in his decision, and, and so he looks at Jeremy Pruitt, Kirby Smart. Both of those guys have outstanding track records uh, with the defensive back position in, in their career, and, and uh, both schools are, are top-notch uh, when it comes to recruiting and, and the effort they put into it. So that's a real slobber knocker uh, on the trail, and then 
there's some schools that maybe I like a hair better than, than Tennessee uh, for Munden, Georgia being one of them. Uh, but Brian Niedermeyer has been recruiting Munden as long as anybody. It's one of his best relationships. And you know, he's excited about Tennessee, too. He's been to Knoxville. And, and so, you know, we'll see uh, what this game, you know, the, the kind of showing that Tennessee has uh, against the Georgia team at, at 3.30 Eastern time on, on Saturday afternoon. Steve Wiltfong, 247sports.com. And with Amarius Mims, uh, two things. One, uh, what do you like about him as a prospect? Two, do you have a gut feeling as he does approach his decision? What's it going to come down to for him, do you think, when he makes that choice? So with with Amarius Mims out of Bleckley County High there in Georgia, I mean, six foot seven, 315 pounds, a guy that uh, my colleague Charles Power uh, compared to, to Cam Robinson and, and projects as, as a first-round draft pick. But you're talking about that just coveted combination of size and, and, and length and, 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 and ability to move. And, and uh, you know, he's already one of the more physically impressive uh, prospects in, in this class, so first off the, the bus type that, you know, on film shows his athleticism, ability to move, and, and uses his length and, and has that flexibility and, and bend coveted at the position um i i, I think you know the 24 7 sports crystal ball favors georgia and i think here in the late stretch of this recruitment they have had the slight edge talking to some people with knowledge of the recruitment but tennessee's still way in this and according to go vols 247 uh you know Mims was back in knoxville uh, this past weekend he spent a lot of time in athens and a lot of time in Knoxville, and, and and Mims told me this week it could still go either way, and I believe it. Talking uh, to some people at the high school, and, and so again, I think that this game is a big opportunity uh, for both programs to kind of state, hey, this is where our program is at right now, and this is where the other program is at right now. Yeah, Steve, is that what this largely is about? Tennessee being able to make a statement on the field because off the field, Tennessee staff has obviously done a good job in recruiting. Look at the players that are committed right now, and look at these players that we're talking about that are at least considering Tennessee. Does it now come down to Tennessee trying to show more on the field to further impress the recruits? Sure. I mean, we're talking about a program that has the nation's longest winning streak in Power Five football going into the game. They had a top ten class last year, but like I said at the top. Uh, Tennessee hasn't won a football game like this in a few years. Uh, tell me, when was the last time Tennessee won a game of this magnitude, Josh? Who was it? How many yeah. years ago was it? Yeah, I would say it's it's probably the Florida 2016 game. You had the win against Georgia. That was year one for Kirby Smart, though, and it came down to the Hail Mary. But since then, and, and even the magnitude, I mean, G- this Georgia team is better than those teams that Tennessee beat. So uh, this magnitude, you'd have to keep going back, I would say, for Tennessee's program. So here's an opportunity, and I don't think this game's like make or break for Jeremy Pruitt and the trajectory of Tennessee's program forever, but I think you're looking at a few guys in the Peach State, Nyland Green and Mims, who I think could come off the board in the next month. Mims is for sure coming off the board. Here's an opportunity. You're you're head-to-head with Georgia on the trail. It's it's real tight with with Georgia for, for both of these young men. To, say, to to make a statement of where your program stands alongside Georgia on the field. I don't even know if they need to win the game, but uh, I think they just need they need a good showing. Obviously, couldn't hurt. Uh, um, sometimes recruits watch games and say, "Hey, they really need me. I can help make an impact." If the team they're looking at loses by a couple touchdowns, but I just think here's an opportunity to really create some excitement for yourself going into 
in Mims' announcement, and then you know maybe Nylon Green does something in, in a few weeks as well. Um, the, the, yeah, I, I keep saying the same thing over and over, man. This, this is just a, a big chance for Tennessee on the recruiting trail, but just you know with the trajectory of their own season. And these are the kind of ball games that they're they're recruiting to play in weekly, where every Tennessee game is a big game. And we haven't had that the last couple of years, um, but uh, Tennessee is is on the cusp. How close to the cusp? Uh, we'll see on Saturday against the Georgia team. That that defense looked incredible on Saturday against Auburn. Steve Wiltfong, 247sports.com, the uh, national director of recruiting for 247 Sports. From a just recruiting standpoint, why do you think Tennessee's staff, led by Jeremy Pruitt and the assistants he's brought on, why have they been successful to the point that they have in recruiting? Well, they care so much about it. Um, they put a lot of emphasis uh, on recruiting, and it's not just the emphasis that they put on recruiting from the aspect of they work hard at building relationships with kids and they court kids at a high level. They certainly do that, but I, I think they spend just as much time as any staff in, in, in the country of evaluating prospects, projecting them within their own uh, uh, offense and defense. And, and, and uh, the guys that they're on, they, they believe in them as prospects and, and think that these are the guys that can get them to playing championship level football. And, and obviously coach Pruitt won national championships in a couple different places. So he knows what that roster is supposed to look like. And he had a lot to do with building those rosters uh, and, and was a great recruiter in his own right. But he has a staff that uh, they, they put a lot of time into player evaluation. And what's the point of evaluating these guys and, and putting your board together if you're not going to then go try and get these guys to come to Tennessee? You can be a great evaluator, but if you're a, a terrible recruiter, it doesn't matter how good of an evaluator you are, you can be playing against the guys that were highest on your board. So uh, they, they have guys that are high on their board, and then they recruit the hell out of them to try and get them to come to Tennessee. Yeah, how different has this year been, Steve, because of all that's gone on, the, the extended dead period in terms of evaluations, what coaches have been trying to get done uh, in the way that they've recruited? Well, I think that Zoom season favors places like Tennessee um, and Georgia because of how much energy that the staff at Tennessee has in building genuine relationships with their top targets. You know, Brian Niedermeyer is a former 24-7 sports national recruiter of the year. So is, so is Jeremy Pruitt, and, and, and so is T. Martin. So we, we've only been around 10 years, and three of the 24-7 sports national recruiter of the year are on Tennessee staff right now. And then, you you, you know, you have guys like Jimmy Brumbaugh, who's, who all the defensive line targets, they never fail to mention him. Uh, or or uh, Derek Ansley, who uh, has been a terrific recruiter his whole career. Uh, um, you know, Jay Graham, Will Friend, uh, Jim Chaney, uh, if you spend time around him, uh, he's a fun guy to be around. And, and so it's a terrific staff. Joe Ostevets, uh, an, an, an up-and-comer uh, on the recruiting trail as well, former JUCO coach who's, you know, uh, did some things off-field for Tennessee, obviously coaching, coaching their tight end. So uh, it's obvious that Jeremy Pruitt, uh, when he's looking for assistant coaches, and obviously he's looking for guys that can help develop the, these young men from 18 to 21, 22, and, and make them better football players. But recruiting's a priority uh, at Tennessee, and, and so when it's Zoom season and all you can do is recruit, and recruiting is not easy. Uh, it, it's tedious, um, and, and when you're setting up Zoom meetings, it's one-on-one, -on -one and, and you're basically when you're talking to each kid each time and you're talking about the, the, 
the bells and whistles of your university and all those meetings. It's the same thing over and over uh, in, in that regard. Uh, it's just a tedious, dedicated deal, and and Tennessee doesn't uh, cheat their football program in that regard from the top down. Well, Steve, last thing, I'll get you out of here. I'm curious your thoughts on one guy who's committed to Tennessee right now for the 2021 class that's quarterback Caden Salter, an Elite 11 guy. What has stood out about Salter as a quarterback prospect? So Caden Salter is a guy that has really developed uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, um, he, he, his trajectory, the arrow is up. He's just a natural thrower of the football. Uh, had, had a really good junior year, throwing for 2,550 yards, 28 touchdowns, only six picks, mobile, over 600, uh, 600 yards rushing, uh, and, and 10 more scores. Um, had a really good seven-on-seven um uh, spring circuit before that that was wiped out because of the pandemic but he he continued to show that that he was developing at the position but the way the game is being played now you need that mobile quarterback that can extend plays and be creative and and make something out of nothing and uh, you know Caden Salter ha- has all those traits he, he's fun to watch he's a natural thrower of the football uh, he's athletic he, he's confident uh, a, a multi-sport kid uh, um, and, and a guy that you know Tennessee uh, through Chris Wanky and, and and Jim Chaney and, and then obviously Pruitt built a good relationship and, and, and trust in him and he was their top guy where other schools uh, were recruiting uh, Salter and a few others Salter felt like Tennessee was only locked in on him and and, and so uh, he's a ball and, and one of the best ones in the country and, and and a guy that I think will you know push that room right when he gets there as they figure out who you know who will replace Jarrett down the road. Steve Wiltfong is the director of recruiting for 247sports.com, and, of course, they have the Tennessee coverage with GoVols247.com. Hey, Steve, I always appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You have to love hearing that about Caden Salter, a guy who could get into the mix right away next year as a true freshman quarterback who will actually be on campus this spring. But next season for Tennessee, the quarterback race will be one to watch for the Tennessee Vols. Really appreciate Steve Wiltfong from 247sports.com stopping by the show to talk a little bit about the Tennessee-Georgia game and the potential impact in recruiting. Recruits, I I think, rarely make a decision based on one game and what happens, but in Amarius Mims' case, I'm sure he wants to see a little bit more closely what happens and where things stand as this is a better gauge for Tennessee for sure, right? After the Missouri and South Carolina games, those are nice wins for Tennessee, especially beating up on Missouri a little bit this past Saturday. But to, to truly see where Tennessee is for Mims and for Munden, for Green, for other guys out there as well that are highly touted and in the 2022 class and beyond. They're going to be watching to see how Tennessee stacks up against Georgia because there's very little question. Georgia is an elite team or a program that is at a very high level, and Tennessee's trying to show that it is headed in that direction. As we head into the direction of the second and final segment of Football Futures tonight, Jeremy Pruitt talks about the idea of going after a signature win. Is that something Tennessee is looking for this weekend? I'll look at where things stand with the recruiting rankings, what Tennessee is trying to get done in this class, and also our freshman focus on Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. That was a nice game this past week. Can he build on that as the season goes along? We'll get to that coming up next. As you're listening to Football Futures, it's presented by Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike, right here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. 
Welcome back into Football Futures. Thanks for being with me tonight. Remember, you can always go back and listen to this show, listen to any show on the WNML app. It's available in the podcast section after the show is finished. And Sam Foreman, our producer tonight, always does a great job getting that show up for you. Thanks, Sam, for everything you're doing tonight and each week right here on Football Futures, which is presented by Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. It's in between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill and is a great spot for you if you are looking for a place to watch the game. Whatever game, whatever sport you're looking for, you can find it there at Twin Peaks. And Tennessee and Georgia on Saturday will be the big focus in Knoxville. The Vols will kick off for the Bulldogs at 3.30. It's been four years since Tennessee beat Georgia. You remember that Hail Mary, Josh Dobbs to Juwan Jennings to win it for Tennessee. Since then, things have not gone well for Tennessee against Georgia. And, you know, Steve Wilfong last segment asking, when's the last time Tennessee won a game of this magnitude? And I mentioned the Florida win in 2016 and the win against Georgia. Those are huge games, and maybe one of those games is the answer. But neither one of those teams was as good as this Georgia football team. Certainly not from a talent standpoint. And we'll see how this season plays out for Georgia. But uh, you, know, you could go back past 2016. I don't know what the answer is exactly. I, I would have to think about it a little bit longer. The point there would be that this would be a huge win for Tennessee if the Vols could pull off the upset against Georgia, which opened as about a 14-point favorite. And that number has come down. I, I do think a lot of people like Tennessee's chances of at least making it competitive this upcoming weekend. But what if Tennessee could win? I think on the outside, we would all agree, yeah, that's a pretty big signature win for Tennessee. To this point, that win at Auburn in 2018 would fit the description, I think, of what you would describe as a signature win. Tennessee was a huge underdog in that game. That Auburn team, though, just turned out to be a pretty good team. And while Tennessee has this eight-game winning streak going on, I don't think there's one game in it where you would say that is a huge win other than just... Tennessee needed to win games to get to a bowl game and then finish state and five. But in, and again, in terms of the level of competition, this Georgia team is head and shoulders above anybody Tennessee has beaten in the current eight game winning streak. But what about that signature win talk that was brought up to Jeremy Pruitt when he met with the media on Monday? Listen to what Tennessee's head coach said when he was asked about that, trying to get a signature win with this count for that for Tennessee's program. Well, we really don't control the schedule. Uh, you know, we play ever who's the next team owner schedule. Our team has continued to improve uh, over the last couple of years, and we've got to continue to do that. We're nowhere where we want to be. You know, we understand uh, the teams that are in this league, the teams that have had success. And, you know, it, when, you, when you watch week in and week out, the teams that consistently play the right way, whether it's securing the football or taking the football away, uh, not making mental mistakes, uh, and really playing uh, with an edge with, with toughness and effort and all the intangibles. The teams that can do that over and over and over and sustain, they're the ones that have success in this league. Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt, and there's no arguing what he just said there, and teams that can take the football away, that is something that you will hear Jeremy Pruitt talk about a lot. Coaches talk about it often. I don't know if any coach talks about it as much as Jeremy Pruitt, who, of course, is a defensive coach, but he means it. And sometimes there can be a luck factor, but if you look at numbers from Jeremy Pruitt, coaching at Alabama, at Georgia, and at Florida State, where he won a national title, along with at Alabama, his team's his defense is took the football away, and a big factor in that is going to be speed, athleticism, being able to be disruptive up front, and how do you do that? 
you get better football players. You get more athletic players, and that's where it comes back to recruiting. And you can coach guys uh, and, and have the right kind of scheme and all that stuff, and Jeremy Pruitt will. I don't think anybody really is questioning his coaching ability and his ability to plan, but the, the faster your guys can get to their spot and the more active your guys can be up front, the, the greater likelihood that they're going to be able to either get to the quarterback or take the football away, force turnovers, and that allows you to either make up a difference in games like against Georgia or Alabama or Florida, where Tennessee is right now. That game against Auburn two years ago when Tennessee pulled off the upset, the defense took the football away. But if if you are a team that's loaded with talent, if you're a team like Georgia, like Alabama, and you can take the ball away, you can capitalize and you can keep your opponents from having a chance of winning the game. So finding more speed, that's been a big focus for Tennessee, and I do think Tennessee is – uh, a faster, more athletic football team. It has been over the last couple of years. And then when you look at the 2021 class and the players that Tennessee has committed for next year, when you see guys like Terrence Lewis at outside linebacker, 247 has him as the number one outside linebacker in the country, or Dylan Brooks, the number one weak side defensive end in the country, Cayman Marley, the number five athlete in the country. Cody Brown's a, a big player at the running back position, but a, a big physical player on offense Caden Salter back at the quarterback position I think you're seeing speed you're seeing athleticism you're seeing size as well that's a big part of the conversation with the offensive line and and the defensive line too but when you look at those guys up front on offense it it stands out and that's what Tennessee is looking for continuing in the recruiting process Javante Spragans is a freshman who wasn't that highly regarded as an offensive lineman he was thought of as a good prospect and Tennessee was in there early but he came in looking the part as an SEC offensive lineman. And then when you look at the guys who are committed right now, William Parker from Nashville, 6'5", 325. Then you look elsewhere along the offensive line to the guys who are committed, Jamarian Gooch from the Kings Academy, 6'7", 350, 360. Big size up front on the offensive line, and Tennessee is going for more of those players. Colby Smith, he's the smaller guy on the offensive line in the 2021 class, 6'7", 295. And Amarius Mims, if Tennessee could land him, the top player we were talking about last segment while Steve Wiltfong was on, there's another big guy that would walk in looking the part. He's six seven, three fifteen. That's what Tennessee is looking for up front. And, and the way that Tennessee's offensive line is built, listen to this. This is what Josh Pate said on Sports 180 on Monday, also with 247. He has the late kick show. We replayed it on Sports 180 today because the comment really stands out. But we were talking about the potential of Tennessee football. So not just where Tennessee is right now, but looking long-term, the ceiling for Tennessee football under Jeremy Pruitt. Listen to what Josh Pate said about what he could see as a possibility for Tennessee football. Their ceiling in year three is to compete in uh, probably every game they play. When I say compete, I mean give themselves a physical opportunity because there is no team, unlike years past, there is no team in America, I don't care who they are, that Tennessee plays that's going to significantly outmatch them along the lines of scrimmage. Perimeter skill, quarterback, uh, defensive backfield, yeah, all those check marks may firmly be in the corner of a Georgia or an Alabama or a Clemson. But if you believe the game starts on the line of scrimmage, a lot of people say it. I don't know if everyone believes it. I believe it. So if you believe everything starts on the line of scrimmage and you believe in building your football teams from the inside and then working your way out, he's done it the right way. So what their ceiling is now is to, at the very least, terrify and and physically beat to death teams even if they end up on top in years to come their ceiling is national championship 
That is quite a statement on Tennessee football. That's Josh Pate on Sports 180 on Monday from the Late Kick Show. You can always go back and listen to that interview or any interview in the podcast section of the WNML app and on Apple Podcasts. As we have a few minutes to go here on Football Futures, it's presented by Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive. I want to update you on the recruiting rankings, which haven't seen much change here. Alabama has the number one class in the country. When you look at the composite, Ohio State is number two. Oregon is third, LSU is fourth, Clemson is number five, Tennessee is number six, still one spot ahead of Florida. I think Tennessee and Florida have been really comparable in recruiting over the last couple of years, and that appears to be the case right now. If you look at the average rating of each player for Tennessee and for Florida, Tennessee's average rating is 89.83, so just below a four-star rating, Florida is 89.97, so it's a .14 difference in favor of the Gators. Tennessee has 25 commitments. Florida has 24. So if you look in the SEC, Alabama is leading the way than LSU, Tennessee, and Florida. Georgia is behind, but Georgia has 10 less commits compared to Tennessee, nine less than Florida. 10 of the 15 commitments for Georgia are four- and five-star prospects. And as we have discussed, they're trying to add more to the equation. Tennessee's trying to keep that from happening. Here in the final minute of Football Futures, and again, it's presented by Twin Peaks each and every Tuesday from 7 until 7.30. The freshman focus, I'll be quick with it as I'm here in the final minute, but Jalen Hyatt made quite a splash, I thought, this past Saturday. I don't know how active he will be in the offense, but at the very least, he's a guy that provide speed he's somebody the defenses will have to pay attention to I think when he's on the field and they can move him around in different spots and do that to try to get him the football I would be surprised if there's not at least one or two plays this season where after the game we're talking about it with what Jalen Hyatt was able to do on the field so two games in we've seen him out there and I think there's a good chance we see Hyatt more involved in the offense we'll see if another freshman receiver emerges Josh Palmer Valus Jones Brandon Johnson I think Ramel Keaton they'll probably lead the way But Hyatt's going to be a part of the conversation. I think the last two weeks, especially last week's game against Missouri, has shown that. Now, if you're running out of bounds, Jalen, try not to run into an opposing player when you do. I appreciate you being here tonight on Football Futures. It's a big one this week for Tennessee against Georgia, and I'll be back next week to talk about it right here on FM 99.1, the Sports.